America is an amazing country filled with wonderful people who do incredible things. But too often, the media and liberal politicians ignore big parts of our nation and the people who make it work. So I'm speaking with leaders and policymakers who deal with real problems every day. I'm Ronna McDaniel, and this is Real America. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Herschel Walker, Heisman Trophy winner, one of the greatest college football players in history, and the Republican nominee for Senate in Georgia. We're gonna cover everything, from his longtime friendship with President Trump, what he hopes to accomplish in the Senate, liberal lies about Georgia's voter integrity laws, and of course, football. So I am so excited to welcome somebody who's become my friend yes. and just such a, an amazing person, Herschel Walker, our nominee for Senate in Georgia to Real America. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. That's very nice. I'm so excited to have you and talk to you and learn a little bit more about you. You are going to be one of the most watched Senate races in the whole country. Uh, no pressure, Herschel. No. I know you're dealing with it a lot in your life. You've dealt with it a lot in your life, but you may determine the balance of the Senate with your race. Um, but I want to go back a little bit and talk about your family and yes. your growing up. So you grew up in Wrightsville, Georgia. Yes, it's a little town in middle Georgia. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a small little place where people go out and work hard. You know, they go to church on Sunday. And the kids go to school and try to do the best they can. The people come home from hard work and then they watch one station and go to bed. And they love each other. There's not a lot of divide there. And and you learn to work hard. You learn to love your country, love your family, and you have a, a strong faith. So, uh, you know, that's that's how I grew up. So you were one of six, right? Uh, I was one of seven. One of I'm, seven. Uh, yeah, that was four boys and three girls. So, uh, And yeah, what I, were some of the things that your mom and dad taught you that uh, that stuck with, that stick with you today? Well, you know, like I said, my faith, you know, faith is very important. You know, we're a praying family. We're a very big praying family. We're in church every, every Sunday. And I'm talking about you're in church. You're in church all day long. And you you have prayer meeting, uh, like every like Bible study on Wednesdays. Then you have Bible study on Thursday. Then you go to school. You get in school, and and you go to work, and you work hard. And but one thing that's very very key is you stay with the family. You yeah. protect the family. You always protect the family, and and you love the family. And you know, and, and that's the way you're supposed to live. Love thy neighbor. And you know, we we did that and helped our neighbor, and and I think that was the foundation that they uh, helped me to start, and that carried me all, all through my life. And I think I was very fortunate that many people that came in my life had those same type, same types of uh, uh, the background. That that's what they made me do as well. You know, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I, I can just say personally, that is how you live. You are so kind to everyone. You're somebody Only who... Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Yes, you yeah. are. But you're somebody yeah. who is really intent on bringing people together, which I think is desperately needed in this country. So mm -hmm. what great values your parents raised you with. That's like why I'm running right now. I said, guys, I've been blessed. And I've carried the Lord Jesus with me everywhere I went. You know, and, and you know, and I, sometimes I get the question, are you able to say no to things? And I said, guys... You don't know where I've been. I said, you know all the glory of my Herschel Walker, but you don't know the story. I've got a story, but everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. But they got to look back at those stories and see how those stories have made them better because it doesn't mean that I had tough times. I had just had a better time to make me a better man. Mm -hmm. But what's so great is uh, all the things that my parents instilled in me came to fruition. They worked as I became a young man. They showed me to be a better man. And then when I had problems, they helped me to stand back up. 
because that's one of the problems you have, and that's why I preach all the time. I said, people, you gotta have, you gotta have a faith. I love the Lord Jesus, and but what's great about the United States of America, you can have whatever faith you want to have, and no one should be able to bother you about it. But you got to have that faith that you have a foundation that when you fall, you got to land. Yeah. If you got nowhere to land, you're not going to be able to stand back up. So because of my faith, I was able to hit and stand back up and keep going forward. Literally, actually, yes. even in football too. So you chose Georgia. Um, this is this is a, this. This podcast is is the right timing because I have been in a little bit of mourning that Michigan lost to Georgia earlier yes, in the year. Wow. I mean, it was brutal. But you went to Georgia. You won the Heisman Trophy. Georgia won the national championship. The last time they won it before this past year, so it was a long gap. I feel like that's kind of a good omen. That was a great the- omen. It was great to see that team win because that team deserved it. But I think it's kind of interesting that they win the same year you decide to run for Senate and you let on the field <sighs> – what, 40 years ago, yes. 1980, and now you're going to lead our country in this great, in this great, in this great task and this great role. So you won the Heisman, you won the national championship, you went to the NFL. We've had a lot of football players or sports figures actually run for office. Jack Kemp is mm-hmm. one, Ronald Reagan even yes. um, was a sports figure. What are some of the qualities of being on a team and being uh, in that type of high um, intensity environment that will help you in the U.S. Senate? I think one of the most important things is working together, uh, bringing people together because, you know, I'm only one person and you need people to come together to get votes to be able to change things. You need to know how to work together. And, you know, I'm able to, uh, I'm not afraid to cross over and talk to someone else and try to figure out what's going on. And one thing about it is, you know, I was on an Olympic team. And I learned how great this country really for is. The bobsled, for the bobsled, right? For the bobsled. So I learned how great this country really is. This is the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. I know how the people, uh, how the other countries look at this country. And I said, that's going to help me out a great deal. And also I learned not to quit. You know, yeah. that things are going to get tough. You got to keep working at it. You got to stay up late. You got to train. You got to train hard. You got to work hard. And I said, that's going to, I think that's going to bring a lot of help to me as well. And, you know, I remember Coach Landry. Uh, he used to say that, uh, you know, I, I mean, you take something out of society to put something back in. And, you know, I've been very blessed, and I've taken a lot out of society. What God has blessed me with right now, I got to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I worked with the military for years, and I've tried to remove the stigma of mental health. I watched some young men and women go off to and do some incredible things for this country with their lives, with their family lives, with, their, with all the things that they've sacrificed. And all I've done is played a game, and I played a game in this great country, the United States of America. And right now, they're hurting because mm-hmm. you know we have people in office right now that forgotten about the military. The reason we're the greatest country in the in the world, we have people hurting with uh, with our police, our men and women in blue, and seem like people have forgotten that you know we got to have uh, there's a rule of law that we have to go by. So uh, I want to get into Washington and try to get this country try to get it by jump started. Because the foundation that was laid by our founding father, it was a good foundation. It was. And we're one of the newest countries in the world, but we're one of the best. I think we are the best. Yes, we are. Which means that we were doing something right. But But, I think your teamwork and that camaraderie that you had in in your professional career and in your your sports teams and on the U.S. Olympic team, I've seen it with you with other Senate candidates also that I've seen you on the trail with. I think that is going to benefit the Senate. Um, but you also don't just bring that background. 
you were a very successful small business owner. Mm -hmm. So what are you thinking right now about the hardship that small business owners are feeling with the gas prices and inflation being the way they are? Because you know firsthand how hard that can be. Well, one of the things I think about most of all is holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what people have forgotten about in this country. You've got to hold people accountable. Right now, the government, with their regulations, is making it so difficult for a small business. They're making it so difficult. And he don't realize that when Biden gave up our energy, it started a downfall for everything. The supply chain and everything happened right then, and it put a real big strain on small businesses. And I tell people, and he continued to blame uh, Putin. He continued to blame this. And I said, God, this is Herschel Walker talking to you here. You know, I have to pay more for my employees, which is your fault. You know, when the other administration was in, we had people working. Now people don't go to work because of you paying them money, and then you sort of entice them to stay home and not exactly. go to work. And now I got to pay more to get people to work for me, which now I got to pass that along to my customer. Now I got to pay more for gas. I got to pay more for gas. I got to pass that along to my customer for the fees. So right now we're giving this country away to some people that don't even like us. It's so true. And I, and I think you having that small business background resonates with the people of Georgia because not only are you understanding what how to build a business and the regulation because you've been there, but you understand probably more than anybody how bad it is with inflation and gas prices and labor costs yes. and how bad it is right now. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you ended up running for Senate, okay? So yeah. I remember, I don't know if you, you probably didn't know me then, but you spoke at the RNC convention yes. in, in 2020. You were phenomenal. One mm. of my favorite speeches. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> But you have a friendship with President Trump. How did that develop? And then how did um, you get involved? He get involved to endorse you in your race. Like, how did the whole thing happen? Well, it was very strange. You know, I was the first guy to ever leave college early and go play professional in professional league. And what happened was the USFL came along, and I was sitting in my uh, little apartment in Athens, Georgia, at the University of Georgia, and I flipped the coin. You love I those remember, coins. Yeah, I do. I remember <laughs> my mom said, if your heart and mind is pure, I flipped the coin and going to the USFL won. And I remember saying, okay, I'm going to go to the USFL. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm having a good time at Georgia. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to the USFL. Oh, no, I'm having a good time at Georgia. Then it hit me saying, no, my mom told me, if your mind and heart is pure, no matter yeah. what decision you make, God will make it right. And it, so it said for me to go to the USFL. And so I go off to the USFL and people don't know the owner of the New Jersey Generals were a guy by the name of J. Walter Duncan. Okay. He's from Oklahoma. Well, he owned the team just for a couple of months, and I heard that was this brass guy from New York and a body New Jersey General by the name of Donald Trump. Uh, who is Donald Trump? Well, we were in training camp in uh, Central Florida training, and I remember this helicopter flying in. No way. And he flew in, and this guy gets off with this— I think he had a white, like— uh, a uh, sweater with looked like he was from uh, some preppy school. And oh, stuff. I've seen him with yeah, those, with white, white, like with yeah, the, the little colors collar around. Thing yeah, and yeah. Stuff, and he gets off, and right behind him is Donald Jr. Okay, as a little boy getting off, and and Donald comes down and he said hello to the coaches and everybody, and little Donald Jr. comes over to me, and he and I started talking. We started doing things together because of because of the kids, and we became friends at that time. Wow! And and it's so amazing that God is so good that all of a sudden, within years later, Donald runs for president of the United mm -hmm. States. But what's so interesting 
And then I think this was like in 1985, 1984, I remember doing an interview, and I hope it was New York Times or somebody from the New York paper. I'm walking down the street, and I said, this guy could be president of the United States, and I was talking about Donald Trump. No way. And the reason I said that, because whenever I was around Donald or when I was listening to him, he used to always talk how people were taking advantage of the United States of America, how he loved the United States of America. And I just said, this guy can be president of the United States of America because if you love the United States, it seems like that's what you're supposed to do if you're the president. Never knew he'll ever run for office. And when he ran, I was so proud of him. But what was so sad to me is how people were calling him names. Yeah. You know, they got upset because he was not from the establishment. No, he, he was, was not. not from that. He was totally different. And so they, when they started calling him racist, you know, I sit back and watched it and stuff. And they said, racist, da-da-da. And... And it sort of bothered me some. It bothered me some because I know racism. You know, I've been around racism growing up. I know what racism is. And I said, Donald Trump is not racist. He, if he don't like it, he's going to let you know he don't like it. He don't care who you are. He probably don't like it. <laughs> that is so he, true. And I said, that the thing is, he's not a racist. He just tell people what they don't want to hear. Yeah, it's true. And so I wanted to come out and uh, say something about it. And when I came out and said something at the orange at the uh, orange Convention, yep. Well, what was so funny is he didn't know I made a speech. I mean, you may know this. You know, he never knew I made the speech until he saw it. Oh. He didn't know that, and I think they kept it from him. But what was so unique, Donald and I was always friends this whole time. We would talk sometime when he was president. He would call sometime. We'd talk. It wasn't that much. But the kids and I would always talk. Not one time did they ever ask me to speak for him. Really? Not so he didn't time. even know. You no, just did not that one on your time. own. I did it on my That's own. So not special. one time did he ask me to speak, and I said, that tells you the type of man he was. Because you're just his never friend. Asked. Yeah, he you're never asked me to friend. speak for him. And, and then he came and endorsed you? Well, he came and endorsed me, but what was so funny, I kept seeing him on television saying, run, Herschel, run. Yes. Run, Herschel, run. Oh, and he was like, putting it out, put it, telling you to run. He putting it all out, and, and it's like everyone was asking me, you got to run, you got to run, you got to run. So... You know, my wife and I, you know, we went into prayer. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm a big Christian. I believe in the Lord Jesus. And, and I remember telling my mom when I had to run. And, you know, I had, I've not seen her in a while because of COVID. Hit. Yeah. And, you know, we, I started seeing her. And, you know, and I said, Mom, uh, I'm going to run for the Senate seat. And she said, Bo, are you sure? And I said, Mom, I said, you and Dad have taught me to work hard. And I said, you also taught me that there's no color in right or wrong. And I said, I answer to someone far greater than a human being right now. And I said, my country is hurting. My family is hurting. And I said, America is my family. I love that. And I said, that, uh, if I don't run, I think I'll regret it the rest of my life. And what has been one of, or what has been the greatest part of, of running? I mean, how much do you love the people of Georgia? And do you feel for them right now as they're, as they're hurting during these difficult well, times? Well, I feel for them right now. And, you know, everyone is always asking me, what is the greatest thing for running for Senate for Georgia? And I said, guys, as a senator, you represent the United States. Even though you're representing your state, but representing the United States, because what things you make is affect the whole United States of America. And I said, guys, America is my family. There's no doubt Georgia is my first cousins. <laughs> they're my first cousin, but America is my family. My whole family is hurting. They're hurting from the racism, this economy. They're hurting from uh, community being saved. They're hurting from the school things. And I said, it is hurting me. It makes me sad and mad at the same time that we have elected people to office that continue to want to put this country down, that continue to want to hurt our kids, 
teach our kids that they're not worth it, that they're oppressed, that, you know, they're privileged and this and that just to separate us, just to get a vote, just to get a vote. They want to hurt this country. And I said, guys, that's what's so sad. Well, when you say the the race part of it, which you started with, I think it's something I've heard you talk about very articulately, which is the Democrat Party uses race to divide. You've been really attacked being a black man in the Republican Party. Um, and I, I, I think one of the things that you push back on is, listen, if the party agrees with what I do, school choice, religious liberty, energy independence, loving our Constitution, the color of my skin doesn't matter. It's what I stand for. But um, why do you think the Democrats continually use race to divide our country? And how can you be a voice to help bridge that? I think one of the major things is my wife said I need to help educate people. You know, first of all, you know, when did it come up that because you're black, you're supposed to be a Democrat? I know, right? I said, when did that come up? And then I said, you know, uh, they start putting that out with the media. They, the media is so good. They make you try to believe your eyes are not seeing what they see, that they're lying to you, that your ears are what you hear. And I try to say, guys, the policies is what matter. Let's be honest. The policy is what matter. And if you want to continue to see these high gas prices, you want to continue to see crime in the streets, if you want to continue to see your school with problems, go ahead and vote for them. Because yeah. I guarantee you they're going to give you the same thing. But if you want to try something new, come over to my party. Come over here where they believe in giving you a way to have your own freedom. They believe in a way that you can walk down the street safe or having safe community because we continued, and they said continue to kick the can down the road, not just this year. They've been doing it for years. For years. We're still arguing over the same thing. We've been arguing out for years. When are we going to fix something? When are we going to fix it? And I said, so don't think that the party is abandoning you because you're voting for me. The band, a part of not abandoning you, what are you doing? You're speaking for yourself for the first time. Mm -hmm. Stand up and say what is the truth, what is right. What is right is, guys, I want my kid to have an education. What is right, I want to be able to leave my home and be safe. What is right is, no, I don't want to pay high taxes. I want to build my own business. That's the way you're going to have success. You can't have success fighting. And I talk about togetherness, not separation. And that's what I'm saying. Who do not want to come together and join hands and get something done? You can't get it fighting each other. Yep. And, I, and I said, that's the major thing that I try to preach to everyone, and they hear that. I say that to people all the time. I say, what has Nancy Pelosi done in the past two years to bring America together? The, the, the Democrats have the Senate, the House, the White House. Tell me, just, you know, mm. uh, from objectively, what have they done to bring us together? Everything's been about division, and I do think— if Republicans get the Senate and the House, we really do need to work on behalf of the American people. I know you'll do that. I'm going to ask you about the election law that was passed in Georgia, a law that basically required voter ID for absentee ballots. Which is awesome. Which is awesome, <laughs> yes. right? And then you have Stacey Abrams and, and Warnock, your opponent, come out, attack it, say it's Jim Crow 2.0, losing the all-star game from Major League Baseball, $100 million in revenue that left businesses, remember, right out of right after COVID when they really needed those dollars. What do you think about their dishonesty about these election laws? And by the way, can I just say something? Yes. They think it's racist to require ID. I think it's racist to say that minority voters are incapable of showing an ID. I don't know what you think well, about that. Well, you know, I'm going to say something that people don't want to hear. It is amazing to me that if you're African-American or black or brown, because they keep saying black or brown or African-American, black, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to label <laughs> today, 
But it's amazing to me that if you're going to be a leader, instead of complaining, why don't you help them to get an ID? Instead of you saying they don't have an ID, why are you not helping them to get an ID? Exactly. You see they helped anyone to go out and get an ID, but yet they profited from making them, making everyone else starve. They profited from it. Stacey Abrams, you know, she's gained, what, millions of dollars from moving to the All-Star game. She gained millions of dollars saying how bad Georgia is. And now my my reverend, who is so smooth, he's real smooth, and he's real dressed real nice, like a used car salesman, continues to say these things, but he's voted totally different. Mm-hmm. If you want to help someone, be a little bit more proactive rather than reactive. Because... What was so amazing, did they tell anyone that anyone black or brown that wanted to vote in Georgia were not denied the right to vote Exactly. if they wanted to vote? See, people don't hear that. All they want to do is complain. We can't continue to complain. Martin Luther King in the 60s died, gave his life up, moving us forward. And all they want to do is take us back. So it's, it's time for us to change. We want to get leaders in Washington, get leaders in your state as well. They're going to continue to move the needle. What I mean by that is getting into Washington and holding the Constitution to what it stands for. Every man is to be treated equally. So you hold these companies that when they go to hire someone, they hire the right person. Not what the, the, our president did. I want a vice president to get, that's going to be a black woman. You know, we're like, why don't you get the best person why for do you the get job? The best person? Because if you get someone that's not ready, it's going to make the whole everybody look bad. But now she may say that she's not black now. She may be somebody else today. That's the problem we have is we don't know what people are doing today. And her job was the border. And she, she hasn't left. even been there. She, she hasn't, hasn't even been, been there. there. Could but, you imagine having she, a job and not showing up? She complained about it. And yeah. she said, it's the white men that the reason I'm doing this yeah. because they're, they're against me. It's not the white men. It's that you're not doing your job. Yeah. So it is amazing that the left continue to call everyone else on the right racist, but they're the one who's talking about racism. And I said, if you want to get it, they quit. Quit talking about it. Yeah. Let they, us know they don't that we're want America. that. They don't want bringing people. Well, together. they want votes. They continue to bring racism up because they need votes. They want people to vote for them. They want us emotional. You go to the polls and you're emotional. You're not sure what to think. And I think that's what happened in the last cycle, in the last the last election. I said, but I think people are aware today. Yeah, and they they use fear and they use division. Uh, I'm going to end with a story that's personal to me. So. I, I didn't know you very well. I'd actually talked to your wife, Julie, who is wonderful. She's yes. got Ohio roots. My husband went to Ohio State. Um, but I we had talked about whether or not you were going to run mm-hmm. for Senate a couple times. And um, when I was taking my daughter to college out in Utah, uh, you had announced that you were running for Senate. Yes. And you called to let me know. And then you'd sent me your ad. And you, um, when you called me, I was school shopping for my daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, Herschel, this isn't the best time. I'm getting my daughter ready to go to college. And you said, you know, can I just say something to her? Can you put her on the phone? And I put you on the phone with my daughter. And you were so kind. And you were so sweet and um, so motivational. And I thought about, I've thought about that a lot. It meant a lot to mm-hmm. me as a mom and to my young daughter. I'm setting off as a freshman but I think it embodies who you are. You are somebody who brings out the best in people. I think you're aspirational. I think you see the best in everyone you meet. And I, I think you're, you embody what everybody wishes they could see in politicians. So just thank you for that. Thank you for that moment for me. Yeah. Um, but I've seen you on the trail. I hope people can see that part of your heart that your mom talks about um, because you really will be an asset to oh. our country if you're elected. 
My final question, how do people help you? How do we help get you across the finish line? Where do we go to camp to donate or support you? Well, first of all, being kind to your daughter, that's what everyone should be. Be kind to our young people because, you know, sometimes they're just looking to be safe. Yeah. So being kind to our young people, you should do that. And the way people can help me is to go to teamherscher.com to if you can donate or uh, can volunteer your time. You know, I'm going to win this seat. And I want to win this seat for us, not just for me. I want to win it for us because we got to take it back as people. And I think we can get that done. You know, uh, they're they're doing a good job. They're going to raise a lot of money. But I think uh, what we're going to do, we're going to win the seat. You so are. So people and just can go to teamherschel.com. Go to teamherschel.com. And I, just so you know, when he was talking about himself earlier and he called himself Bo, that's what his mom called yes. him. But I heard you say earlier, Bo Jackson never beat you at anything, No, he right? haven't, but he feel bad about it. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I tell Bo, I don't think he beat me now either, but it's okay. But It's he's okay, right. but your nickname was Bo. But go to um, Team Herschel. Yes. We need to win the Senate seat. We have to. Our country's at stake. Thank you for stepping up and being the leader that you've always been. And like you said, you've always kind of gone against the grain sometimes with God being your greatest guide. And um, But we need to do everything we can to get you across the finish line. So thank you, Herschel Walker, and thank you for being on my podcast. Hey, thank you, and God bless. God bless. I'm Ronna McDaniel, and this is what Republicans stand for. Join us next time on Real America. Paid for by the Republican National Committee. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.gop.com.